0: Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members for peace. 안녕하십니까? Uh, today is uh, my last day in Australia. I recorded the morning devotion on the 24th and then 25th because it would do, uh, it would take two days to get to USA. a uh, I see you soon in America. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see again our dear brothers and sisters. I had a really great time here, met uh, many, many VIPs, and also uh, really deeply uh, connect to each one of the, my family members. And we are set up the goal and vision and discussing together and how to do. I had a really incredible time here with my family. Thank you so much for your incredible support and prayer. Today I'd like to talk about the uh, providential history of salvation from a viewpoint of principle from True Mothers Anthology, volume two. Let's study
1: The providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle. The most precious responsibility of parents is not only to rear their children externally, It is also to offer them life elements of true love that can bring their spirituality to complete fruition. This is why the family is so valuable. The daily experience of the heart of true children, true brothers and sisters, true spouses, and true parents cannot be acquired in any place other than a true family. If Adam and Eve had become a couple of true love, centered upon God, God could have dwelt in them as his substantial body. Adam and Eve thus would have become true parents who substantially embodied God and thereby could have become the origin of the love of goodness, a life of goodness, and a lineage of goodness. Due to the fall, however, Adam and Eve became the substantial body of Satan and ended up becoming the original fallen couple, fallen parents, and fallen ancestors. Their union became the root of fallen love, fallen life, and fallen lineage. Because human beings originated from this root, humankind has descended from the adulterous Satan, who is the enemy of God, and inherited this lineage of fallen parents.
0: Yes, the most precious responsibility of parents is not only to rear their children externally, it is also to offer them life uh, elements of true love that can bring their spirituality to complete fruition. This is why the family is so valuable. The daily experience of the heart of true children, true brothers and sisters, true spouses, and true parents cannot be acquired in any place other than a true family. If and many had become a couple of true love centered upon God, God could have dwelt in them as his substantial body. The completion of the family is achieved when a children receive a lot of their parents' love and grow into filial sons and daughters who are better than their parents. Therefore, the ultimate purpose of life is to become true parents. Yesterday, I emphasized so much. Becoming true parents is the greatest goal of, of the four great realms of heart. In that sense, becoming true parents is the purpose of creation. So, you know, to become true parents, you know, you need to fulfill your own goal, whether your own goal, how to raise up your children as a filial sons and daughters. Your children should be better than you. Your children's commitment, you know, stronger than you. Then our job is really already successful. That's why I came to, you know, even though my mission is busy, and then I bring, bring them out, you know, each couple, each member of my family, and talk to them and listen to them. Because, you know, uh, you know, you know, I, most of the my time is not here. So I need to really focus and spend time with them, having a meal and then discuss and this and that. So I had a very, very beautiful time. I realized that. If I do not manage well about the family matter, what are you talking about? Continental direct mission, What are you talking about? You know, anything does not make any sense. That's why I, I really emphasize it to each one of you, family is our final destination. Very, very important. You know, if, if we, if we cannot arrange our family members very well, And are we difficult to giving the testimony to outside the people, let them follow us. So thank you so much, you know, God give me this time. And also I met many, you know, some of the VIP members and talked to them how to, you know, Oceania Providence Providence connect to uh, also America as well. And then our next content is the living uh, divine principle. And the works of good spirit and evil spirit. Let's study EDP first.
1: The works of good spirits and evil spirits. We use good spirits as a general term for God, spirits on the side of God, and good angels. The general term for Satan and spirits on his side is evil spirits. The works of good spirits and evil spirits have a similar appearance at the outset, but pursue contrary purposes. Over time, the works of good spirits will increase a person's sense of peace and righteousness and even improves his health. On the contrary, the works of evil spirits will gradually lead to an increase in anxiety, fear and selfishness, and cause his health to deteriorate.
0: Yeah, let's study more details.
1: How can you distinguish the works of evil spirits? The Bible says, truly, I tell you, all of people's sins and every slander they utter can be forgiven. However, those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. So if we don't clearly know the works of good spirits and of evil spirits, you go against the Holy Spirit and heavenly way. The blockage of the works of evil spirits is not confined to spiritualists. People who have this understanding and engage in activities on the earth must always observe their mind. What you feel in your mind is the result of the works of good spirits or evil spirits. When a heart of stability, peace, sacrifice, and service are established, good spirits are working. On the other hand, when anxiety, fear, and selfishness are established, evil spirits are working. Simply put, the position in which you experience the pangs of conscience is where the evil spirits are working.
0: Yes. The Bible says that truly, I tell you, all of the people's sin and uh, you know, every uh, slander uh, they utter can be forgiven. However, those who uh, blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an uh, un- eternal sin. My brothers and sisters, who is the substantial body on the, uh, on the Holy Spirit, you know, centering on this era? True mother is a substantial body of the Holy Spirit. In the substantial uh, construction of the Chunin God and Satan will lastly try to separate us through the works of good and evil spirit in the final era of the finding and establishing channel gu the end of the rejecting true mother without being able to distinguish between the works of good and evil spirit commits the sin of the uh you know uh blaspheme against the holy spirit and as the bible say will never be forgiven true mother is really the last one you know to settle down everything that's why, you know, any anything's mistake under the father's leadership. So if you still have a chance to, can be forgiven by true mother. But true mother is really last central figure. If we cannot unite with the mother, then where to go? Can you imagine about that? That's why mother, you know, ask us to really unite with the true uh, mother. The uh, black key or uh, black key, the blockage of the works of the evil spirit is not confined to a uh, spiritualist. One of the big problems is the uh, various activities centered on true mother. The work of good spirit always try to attend the center in any situation. They do not uh, try to separate true parents. On the other hand, the work of evil spirit appear with its own desire and self-centeredness. Money issue, property issue, power issue, and inheritance issue become the center. Also, they deny the center and try to put themselves at the center. As anxiety and fear and selfishness uh, take hold, if you try to gain your own pleasure, uh, you know, at the uh, expense of the others, it is proof that evil spirits are at war we need to know centering on current era you know what is the you know good spirit what's the evil spirit not just when you're talking about the story about you know uh, under the Christianity Christianity era we are now living centering on true mother we need to know very clearly and we need to know how to distinguish the evil spirit and good spirit very important about And uh, next, the content of other sword.
1: What do good spirits and evil spirits fight for? What is the center of the fight between good spirits and evil spirits? You must know that the center is love. If you sacrifice yourself for others and the greater good, good spirits will care about you. Conversely, if you sacrifice others for yourself and love yourself, Evil spirits will govern you. They can be sharply divided in this way. Today, people cannot divide them. The person who says, I was born for myself and you were born for me, is a goblin. It is a goblin haunting in broad daylight. Originally, human beings were supposed to be born for others, we were born to sacrifice ourselves for others. When you sacrifice yourself for others, what happens? You not only establish the tradition of love, but also become the center of love. What would you become? Surely, you would become the center of love.
0: Yes. We must know that the center of the fight between evil spirit and good spirit is ultimately love. Therefore... When you sacrifice, invest, and serve others for the greater good, good spirit care about you. On the other hand, if you sacrifice others centering on yourself and love yourself, evil spirit will control you. If you say I was born for me and you were born for me, you are an evil spirit. Originally human beings were created to live for the sake of others. Therefore, if you sacrifice for others and live for the sake of others, you will establish a tradition of love, and you will become the center of love. Who can become the center of love? One who lives for the sake of others more than any other one. Surely become center of love. Uh, Today's youth ministry and, you know, uh, quite also important content. God's purpose of creation is to realize ideal families. Let's study.
1: God's purpose of creation is to realize ideal families. God's purpose of creation is ultimately to realize ideal families. Therefore, you must cherish your family so that God's will is fulfilled. If you value your family, God will protect it, whose wish is to realize a true family. Before it is our wish, we must know well that it is God's wish and the purpose of creation. Until now, we thought we needed a family. That was wrongful thinking. Because of that wrong thinking, my relationship with God was severed. Therefore in order to restore our relationship with God, we must know that our family is the place where God's ultimate purpose of creation is realized. This is our value for the will. What we mean by let's live centered on the will is to first live a life centered on the vertical relationship. A horizontal life separate from God is the fall. And a vertical life centered on God is a life centered on the will. When you look at it like this, it's this simple. From the time we were born, we were created to live by valuing vertical relationships as life. We were never created to live a life centered on ourselves. If you live centered on yourself, you will become an unhappy person.
0: Yes. God's purpose of creation is ultimately, ultimately to realize ideal families, right? Therefore, you must cherish your family so that God's will is fulfilled. However, we bless families to not realize that all of God's will is realized through our family. The family is the front line, no matter how well you walk outside. If you neglect your family, everything will fall apart. Therefore, if you value your family, God will protect it. Noah obeyed God's command and succeeded in the building a ship for 120 years and offering, offering it as a sacrifice to God. But he did not know the importance of his family. If he knew the value of his family, Loved his wife more, and educated his children daily, what result would have come about? You must know that God's will is the purpose of the creation, and the purpose of the creation to fulfill in the family, my family. Therefore, we must understand well that the wish to establish a true family is God's wish, and the purpose of the creation before it is our wish. uh, What we mean by let's live centered on the will is to first live a life centered on vertical relationship or horizontal life separate from God is the fall, And a vertical life centered on God is a life centered on the will. When you look at it like like this, it is simple. First establish your relationship with God vertically. And then fulfill God's will horizontally in your family. Just as I treat God vertically, I must serve my family in a vertical relationship and realize on ideal family. Next.
1: What kind of person is happy or unhappy? If you assert yourself and live a life centered on yourself, you will surely become an unhappy person. However, if you live centered on your subject partner, you will be happy. Therefore, the body must live with the mind as the subject. The parents must be served as a subject in the family, and Abel must be served as a subject in the life of faith to be happy. It makes you happy when you show filial piety to your parents. Also, If you value your relatives and younger siblings extremely, you will be valued as well. In order for you to be valued, you have to value your juniors first. In fact, you should value your relationship with your juniors more than your relationship with your seniors. If you want to know how much of God's love a person has, you can see by how much he loves his juniors. Everyone tries to have a formal relationship with their seniors.
0: Yes. If you uh, also assert yourself and live a life centered on yourself, you will surely become an unhappy person, right? However, if you live centered on your subject partner, you will be happy. Therefore, the body must live with the mind as the subject, the parents must be served as the subject in the family, and able must be served as the subject in, in the life of faith to be happy. To say that human beings lead a vertical life means that they have a heart to attend God and live by attending everyone as if they were God. It is important to serve the uh, superiors, but you must live while serving the juniors. In fact, it is the most difficult to serve people below you as if they were your superiors. It is difficult to live attending your children as if they were your superiors. If you want to be valued, you must value your children in your family and value your juniors in your social life. In fact, you should value your relationship with your junior more than your relationship with your seniors. If we want to know how much a person has God's love, you can see by how much he loves his juniors. Everyone tries to have a formal relationship with their seniors. Oh, I I learned actually when I was in Korean UTS, you know, Reverend Yohani teaching me that, you really need to love your juniors. And then ask me to become the, you know, the, you know, the leader and uh, to lead the young, of our young students, like high school students, something like that. So every Saturday and Sunday, I go to one church and then leading the uh, student members. I had a really beautiful relationship and play together. I'm teaching divine principle as well. It was a really incredible time. That's why those who are arrogant. Very much self-centered. They like externally, they relate to their, with seniors very well. But, you know, they don't have the proper relationship with, the you know, juniors. It's easy to ignore. That's why those who truly love their own children very well, they also can love their junior very well. That's why <laughs> Reverend Yohane told me that how, how, how can, you know, That person, how much does he love? How can we know that? You need to check that person, how much he loves his juniors, Uh, respect the juniors, how much pay attention to raise up juniors and young people. This is important. Our first generation blessed family members in America. Let's, we focus on our youth group, our second generation, our third generation, They are our promising future. Very, very important. That's why I love True Mother's guidance. You need to really focus on, you know, our second generation, third generation, our youth group. How much True Mother pay attention? That's why we really, uh, all all anti-American members, really let's encourage, you know, our junior members. Okay, and the next content.
1: Live a life of conscience centered on relationships. We must always live a life of conscience centered on relationships. In the process of growing up, I don't know what my conscience is. So in the family, you must live knowing your parents as your conscience. As a couple, you should live thinking that your partner is your conscience. Just because you are told to live centered on your conscience does not mean that your conscience has left relationships. There can be no conscience apart from a relationship. You should know this well. The conscience should be used to establish good relationships, not to keep alone where no one is. Is there a conscience that has left their relationship with God? Is there a conscience that has left their parents? Can there be a conscience that has left one's partner? Can there be a conscience that has left one's relationship with their children? A conscience that has left a relationship is not a conscience. The reason Adam and Eve fell was because they had a conscience that left their relationship with God. Therefore, no matter what you do, there can be no conscience apart from relationships.
0: Wow, this is really incredible guidance, my brothers and sisters. We must always live a life of conscience centered on relationship. This is very important, centered on relationship. You no know, Relationship with God, rela- relationship with my spouse, relationship with my parents, relationship with my children. In the process of the growing up, I don't know what my conscience is, right? Even though we are talk of a conscience, they do not know what the conscience. Therefore, in order to establish a vertical standard of a conscience, we need training to serve the person above us as if they were God. So in the family, you must live knowing your parents as your own conscience when you serve your father and mother very well and your conscience really can develop can know how to distinguish good and evil as a couple you should live thinking that your partner is your conscience wow your partner is your conscience you know original original world of god's creation your conscience my conscience same standard god's conscience have to be true parent's of conscience. True parent's conscience should be my conscience. My conscience should be my children's conscience. We have a same standard, same law, same standard. What we need to know clearly is that there, uh, there can be no conscience apart from relationships. You should know this well. The conscience should be used to establish a good relationship not to keep alone where no one is. Many people misunderstand our conscience, nothing dealing with relationship. They are thinking they just keep alone, just keep alone my conscience. No, my, rela- my conscience relate to God, relate to my parents, relate to my spouse, relate to my children, relate to my own brothers and sisters. This is the really important point. Why Adam and Eve fell? because their conscience not relate to God. It's is what my brothers and sisters. Is there a conscience that has left their relationship with God? Is there a conscience that has left their parents? Can there be a conscience that has left one's partner? Can there be conscience that has left one's relationship with their children? or conscience that has left a relationship is not a conscience. Our conscience always connect to God. God's conscience should be my conscience. So parents' conscience should be my conscience. That everybody really, you know, has same standard. Then when God feels sad, then I immediately can feel so sad. God says this is good. Then Uh, My conscience absolutely agree, same standard, this is good. God say this is wrong, then my conscience say this is wrong. Same standard as God, same standard as true parent. same standard between husband and wife, between parents and children. Of course, even though we have a different character, we need to have the same standard, same law, same mindset, same mind as God. That's why conscience always relate to relationship, not just alone. This is the important point. Many people, oh my conscience, my conscience, they never think about the relationship with others.
1: That's the problem. Next, everyone has yeah. truth. A person who values relationships has no trace of self-centeredness a mother who raises her children completely forgets about herself and invests? Does the mother who gave her life to raise her child assert her own existence as the mother? Is there a mother who raises a child well with conditions like a merchant, saying that she should make a profit? No mother is like that. That is why True Father said that seeing a mother breastfeeding her baby Is true love itself. People see a mother selling kimbap while carrying her baby on her back and say that she is really having a difficult time. But in fact, that mother gets the strength to run her kimbap business because of her baby. Children showing filial piety to their parents is truth. If we see such things, There is a truth that is real within us. Everyone has a truth like this. So things are difficult if the self-assertion and self-concept of I is placed ahead of everything. But everything is easy if you deny yourself. Therefore, you must deny yourself and live a life that always regards relationships as precious as life.
0: Thank you Heavenly Honey. You must know for sure that God's purpose of creation and the purpose of the human life are fulfilled through relationship in the end. You must know that the purpose of creation cannot be fulfilled alone without the relationship between the subject and the object partner, you and me. God's purpose of creation cannot be fulfilled without human relationship. Wow, this is very powerful. I think Christian, Christian doctrine cannot understand what I'm talking about. If God alone could fulfill the purpose of creation, why did he create human beings? You must know that human growth and development at the realization of love must be accomplished through vertical and horizontal relationships. People who study theology today don't know how important is uh, relational theology. Relational theology. Relational theology. Ah, you know, how to become perfect? You cannot be perfect by alone. You know, relationship centering on three generations, centering on four realms of uh, everything, relationship. There are many theologians, so who think of God and human beings as a separate beings? However, what is clear is that God cannot exist and fulfill his will without a relationship. Then what kind of relationship should we have? What kind of relationship is the most ideal and make it possible to become one? We cannot become completely one in such a relationship without establishing a relationship of a love, That is a relationship of heart. Without love and heart, we can never unite and achieve the will. In conclusion, the only factor that unites a relationship is love and heart. Therefore, we must value God vertically and value people horizontally. A person who cherishes other people has no trace of self-centeredness. A mother completely forgets about her existence and invest in raising her children. Does the mother who gave her life to raise her children also to her own existence as the mother? Therefore, you must deny yourself and live a life that always regards relationship as a life. Relationship, reciprocal relationship. How to grow up myself? Through reciprocal relationship with God with my parents, with my children, with my brothers and sisters, with my kin neighbor. Ah, this is a really important point, my brothers and sisters, relationship, reciprocal relationship. If you ignore, I don't like this guy, I don't like that girl, I don't like my children, I don't like my able. then you already give up to grow up. Very important relationship. Today, I'm talking about everyone has such kind of the. Uh, truth, Uh, we need to know about it. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Wow. I've never heard this phrase, relationship theology. Mm. Uh, That's powerful. Uh, Valuing Mm -hmm. God and also valuing people uh, and serving them. Even you mentioned that we should live a life centered on our subject partner. That's how we will be happy. Thank you, Dr. Young, for your guidance this morning, and for our living testimony, we have GPA again. So we have a first-year participant on GPA. So she's doing frontline fundraising. She will be sharing her testimony. Her name is Joy Ashada. Joy Ashada. So we'll play the video now.
2: Hello, Dr. Young, and all the people. Morning devotion. My name is Joy <laughs> Ashada. Um, I'm a first-year participant on GPA Um, recently we had a true parents course workshop um, and they've asked me to give a testimony on my experience um, receiving the guidance Um, so yeah before this workshop um, true parents to me were just leaders of the unification church they're leaders of my church that I was born into Um, yeah I never really questioned why I bowed down to them every night and every day because I grew up bowing down to them. But I always did have questions growing up, um, yeah, like these doubts, these concepts um, about True Parents because no one really ever told me who they were, who they really were, Um, yeah. And so I never really had a strong desire to build this relationship with True Parents. yeah uh i never understood why they were so important um but yeah i was just following my parents i was following my community um yeah i never really had a personal relationship with your parents um yeah going into this workshop um i wanted to be open to receive um everything that um, that yeah all the lectures um, and the guidances that were given to me um, yeah, but I had a lot of concepts, I had a lot of doubts and even questions on true parents like, are they really the messiah? Like, how do we really know that they are the messiah? Um, yeah, because again, I grew up they told me all this stuff but they never really explained um, never had this like explanation clear reasons why they're the messiah um, So yeah, I have a lot of doubts, a lot of questions um, but yeah we were so privileged and blessed to receive um, lectures by Reverend John Jackson of the Dallas Family Church. Um, and yeah, just this passion and love for True Parents um, really inspired me a lot. Um, yeah, Being able to receive all these lectures from Reverend Jackson, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience, um, really life changing for me. Um, how I view True Parents completely changed. Um, Yeah, the course that your parents walked um, almost seems impossible. Um, Like, I can't believe how much your parents had to suffer. But they sacrificed every second of their life for us, for God, for humanity. Um, Yeah, after I received all this lecture, I felt really ashamed as a second gen. Like, I spent 18 years of my life not knowing true parents, not taking true parents seriously. Um, Yeah, so I felt really repentful. Um, But... Yeah, just being able to receive True Parents course really changed my life as a second gen. Um, And all the doubts of True Parents in those three days have all disappeared. Um, Everything was cleared up, especially the fact that they're the Messiah. Like, How can I deny that they're the Messiah after hearing everything that they went through? Um, Yeah, Reverend Jackson, my parents, all the first gens, they are the living testimony of True Parents. True Parents have saved all their lives, that saved our lives, um, has allowed us, second generations, to stand on this foundation. Um, Yeah, just felt like really repentful of how I viewed True Parents for the past 18 years, not taking them seriously. Um, And at the last night of the workshop, um, we had this activity where we held a rock in each hand, one rock representing our relationship with True Parents and God, um, another rock representing um, how much we're needed in Providence and we had to hold the rocks like this like hold our arms straight out parallel to the ground and we had to hold it like that for about like seven, ten 10 minutes um, yeah and it was extremely painful but the entire time like I was going back to True Parents like really going back to True Parents course what I received at the workshop um, and Reverend Jackson um explained a lot like true parents are human beings like they're they may seem perfect they may seem inhumane but they're actually human beings and the fact that they went they're able to go through like such painful experiences like really really difficult course but the fact that they're able to overcome it um be victorious over all these challenging um times like i felt like yeah i can hold two rocks and no matter how painful it was like I can do this for God and true parents. I felt like it was a time for me to be able to show to true parents and God like how committed I will be to want to build this relationship. Um, and yeah, take my life of faith more seriously. Take ownership of it. Um, yeah, and I realized like I can't give up just because it's painful. Like if true parents gave up when it when their path was so painful, then we would have been in a different time right now. Um, Yeah, God will not have a lot of hope. Um, Yeah, like True Parents are the reason for my existence, the reason why God has so much hope. Um, Yeah, and so I realized like, I really need to take my life of faith much more seriously. Um, Really like, build this personal relationship with God and True Parents. Um, And yeah, it has um, changed my life in fundraising as well. Um, Yeah, now we're on a three-week fundraising condition, and yeah, um, I've been trying to go back to your parents a lot um, yeah like when I'm tired I would go back to your father and Heung Nam really thinking like what would your father do? Your father would never give up even if he's really tired and when my feet really hurt like I'll go back to your mother. Your mother, um, you know her legs are swollen it's painful for her to walk even a step but she still keeps going she keeps working hard, never resting, um, yeah and so Fundraising has been really hard for me, but yeah, through the challenges the rejections and even the victories, I can get this little tiny taste of what True Parents had to go through. And yeah, I think it's such a huge blessing to be here, um, being able to receive True Parents, um, get to know True Parents, um, yeah, and have this like chance um, to like really take my life of faith more seriously. Um, And yeah, every night when I bow down, uh, to your parents, I feel so much love and gratitude and respect for them. Um, wow. It's all because of this workshop. Only three <laughs> days. So, yeah, it was a really life-changing experience. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to my testimony. I um, hope you have a great mm-hmm. day. Thank you, guys.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you so much, Joy Asahata. Oh, um, so beautiful testimony. And you recognize the identity of the true parents. Wow. This is really incredible. That's why we are first generations. How we can really uh, teach to, you know, our children the identity of the true parents. And of course, we need to teach about the true parents, hard work, achievement, many things, but we need to teach them very clearly the identity of the, our true parents, who true parents are. You know, many people. Join our church because of this identity. This identity is very clear. You believe in that. I think you can overcome many trials and tests. You know, our old first generation, why still surviving? (laughs) Because they know that who true parents are. Thank you so much. Beautiful testimony. Joy, asahata. Thank
1: you, Joy. Thank you for sharing that with us. And good luck on your condition.